Welcome to TMG Today. Join other master manifestors across the globe to turn your goals into reality at lightning speed. Here, we connect the dots for you so you can skip all the nonsense and finally get unstuck. Right here on the Manifestor's Guide today. Let's go. Welcome, Master Manifestors, to TMG Today, the Manifestor's Guide podcast. I am Dewey Taylor. And I am Charlie Carroll. This is the intersection of universal law, success principles, and leading edge science. And if you find value in this podcast and the incredible, incredible topic that we're talking about today, make sure that you share this with your friends and family, people that you care about, because when you add that value into the world, it comes right back to you. So like, share, and subscribe. We're on YouTube and podcasting apps everywhere and social media at Manifestors Guide. So as always, this is an extension of our Inner Circle online community. Uh, part of our master manifester system. You can check that out at manifestorsguide.com. If you want to ask questions on the podcast, we take community questions here and we would love to see you in the community and love to help you move up in your life and create your goals into reality at lightning speed. We've got great blogs, books, podcast page, all that stuff there too. Manifestorsguide.com. Charlie, how are you doing? I'm really excited to get into this topic today. This topic um, uh, really resonates with my own experience. It's going to center around you know, what we wait for permission to do in life versus what we take responsibility for now and what we take charge of now. And that uh, that's a huge that's a huge part of my own growth story. Just because we have a podcast and we have a company and we're coaching people doesn't mean that we haven't gone through these things ourselves and are still growing. Oh, for you know, sure. Anybody that you see on a stage or that you see speaking or that you see doing amazing things in life and moving, they're still on this journey. We're all on the journey and we'll keep expanding continually until we are no longer in this physical realm. Yeah, well, and I just know that speaks to a perception that I held really strongly for a while. And, uh, and it's one that I hear in our community a lot. It's one that I hear, uh, in my own personal life around people who I know, friends, colleagues. And it's that, you know, pe when we look at people who we admire, people who've done, like, take charge, done really well in life, they're, they're, you know, badasses at their companies, they're badasses in their careers. Uh, you know, they've reached heights that we think are so far beyond us. We, we look at them as almost like they've perfect their perfection or that they've perfected something and, or, and forget that they're just still on a growth journey. And once we look at them and think and realize, oh, you know, they're just in a space where they're allowing themselves to be mm -hmm. that powerful. They're allowing themselves to take up that much space and to take up that much authority. Suddenly it's like, well, why am I not doing that? Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's yeah. what this is about today, how to be a boss and how to embody that executive energy, which we teach as a part of our master manifester system, because you are the CEO of your own life. But it's, it's something we have to start wrapping our heads around. We're just sitting in our boardroom of our lives at the head of the table and everybody and everything around us is waiting for us to be the one to make the decision to move things forward. So when our life isn't becoming what we want and we're not living the life that we desire, it's because we're not making the decisions. We're not moving it forward. We're sitting in the CEO seat. It's just we're not making the decisions. We're not taking that power. Right. Uh, so we have a, a community question. Yeah. So our question today comes from our community member, Mackenzie A. She's out of Columbus, Ohio, and she is asking, she says, I've always been the person who has asked permission in life, but I'm ready to move up in my career. I want to start a business and I feel uncomfortable. How can I move up in the world? It's a great question, Mackenzie. And yeah. we say to all of our members all the time, it is so important to just speak 
because even if you are confused or you don't know what you're trying to say, just to start talking and say, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Are you willing to workshop this with me? That is important because it gets the energy moving. And that's what McKenzie's doing right here, which is a boss move. And that's a part of executive energy. Don't wait until you have something figured out to start moving. Start moving right. first. Your if- energy, your thoughts are energy and verbalizing those thoughts and, and, and figuring out how to put them in productive, proactive question form um, or conversational form is making a decision. It's moving that energy in a purposeful direction. So yes, I'm uh, and the same thing, too, if you're if you're stuck there and you feel like you're not very good at that, start physically moving. We talked about that with the Mm -hmm. brainwave states. It puts you into a higher brainwave state of problem solving and solutions and you start actually physically moving, then start moving the energy out through your mouth, through your brain. Just start moving energy out of your body. That's transmutation. Start Mm -hmm. moving it. Well, that will get you very, very far. So I appreciate this question, Mackenzie. Another thing I will say is this question is formatted in a way that shows that Mackenzie's done some of this work. Uh, and so for all of our listeners who are unfamiliar, we, we have an article that's coming out on our blog, so I highly recommend to check it out, about Socratic and didactic thought. We're programmed to be didactic thinkers, which means we're programmed to say, show me what to do and teach me how to do it and I'll do it. That's why we have our nine to five jobs. That's why we go to school and do what the teacher assigns us. So we're used to and, and have been trained to execute on tasks. We have not been trained to dive beneath the surface structure of why things are, ask questions, problem solve, dismantle things, rebuild it. So what McKinsey's doing here is showcasing that she's done the work to start thinking Socratically, to start diving beneath the surface because she's putting into two different categories. She's saying, I, I'm realizing that I ask permission, but I realize that I can live in a world where I don't have to ask permission. The importance of identification and your process of moving forward, being able to identify what it is you even desire, and that there are even options that you didn't know were available. A lot of people don't even realize in their own lives that they feel like they have to ask permission for anything. What does it mean to be asking permission? Religion tells us you have to ask permission, <laughs> you know, our, from our boss and from our colleagues, and even in our personal lives, from our husbands, our wives, our friends, we need that external validation. We're always asking permission to be who we are, to want what we want, to do what we want to do. And it holds us back every time. So we're going to talk about how to create healthy boundaries in a way that allows you to be fully powerful and to step into this executive energy and to create that ecosystem of success that is going to foster the growth into the person that you want to become living that ideal life. So it's going to be a fantastic episode. And we got a lot of cool neuroscience stuff coming up that's easy to follow, but really fascinating too, that's going to help you break out of that loop, that old cycle and move forward pretty quickly. So we're going to talk about that and much more right after this short break. TMG is partnered with Podbean to bring you new episodes each week. Are you finally ready to step into your own power and let your voice be heard? Well, then why not start your very own podcast? Remember, what you find ordinary, others will find extraordinary. It's never been easier to produce and distribute your podcast to every major podcasting app available. Podbean also makes monetizing your podcast foolproof so you can add value to the world while you're making money. Thanks to our partnership, you can try your first month absolutely free. Visit podbean.com slash TMG today. That's podbean.com slash TMG today. Brain science has shown that by the time you're seven years old, you've installed a program in your mind that you'll run for a lifetime. And for 99% of us, we're running a program of struggle, but you can change that. 
At TMG, we've designed a system to install this new programming to get you exactly where you want to go. With the power of brain science and multisensory learning, you'll discover your path of least resistance as you manifest your goals into reality. And for a limited time, you can try the Manifestor's Guide to Ease system absolutely risk-free. This system comes with unlimited access to weekly coaching for accelerated results, as well as instant membership into the Manifestor's Inner Circle online community. If you're ready to finally get unstuck and create the ultimate life success you know you're capable of, visit manifestorsguide.com. Use coupon code TMG today for 10% off, and we'll send the Manifestor's Guide to Ease system to your email right now. That's manifestorsguide.com. All right, welcome back from the break. Charlie, right before the break, you had said that this is kind of a part of your story, yes. how, how to be a boss, and that you weren't, weren't even fully aware of the energy space that you were existing. Would you mind sharing a little bit of that? Because yeah. this is a part of our stories as well. I would say, so I mean, I've been very aware of huge desires of mine since I was a kid. And they really, to be honest, they've not changed that much. They've just sort of become a little bit more, the details have filled in over time. Over the you know first decade or so of my adult life, I had a lot of misguided ways of trying to bring them about into my life. And they were all based on me not yet having given myself permission to be in those spaces. I still had something to prove. And I think it's like, just like you were mentioning before the break, uh, how we are born into institutional programming that tells us that we have to see it before we can believe it, that we have to, that we're almost foolish to do it any other way, that we right. have to prove it, prove ourselves worthy of something before we can say we're successful or that we are a boss or that we are this or that. And all of, all of my action came from that space. It came from that space of trying to put square pegs in round holes and essentially gain that validation, gain that permission. And man, it was rough. Um, and I, this, this, right. this, this stretched across, you know, more than a decade of my life. I mean, it goes back to even when I was a kid, I would, that's how I existed in the world was more reacting and, and very based in this idea that I had to uh, push, 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 push until I got that validation. And the funny thing is, yes. though, is even as I started getting bits and bits of validation and having successes and moving through open doors, I still needed more validation. And like it, the, the need for validation never stopped because I was still always asking for, for permission. It was like, okay, well, I got an inch forward. And so I felt that I had permission to now to say I moved an inch forward, but I still needed more permission to go another inch. The biggest shift for me occurred, and, and this is what we're talking about today, when it clicked that there was never any permission to ask for that was just proclamation to make. Right. And to decide, this is flipping the script, and, it's, and, and this is what we do here. We, we talk about the internal creating the world instead of the external uh, instead of you responding to the external to create your world. And I realized, you know what? I've got to see myself as that now. I've got to allow myself to live that out now and let the, let the let the the details fill in. What you're talking about, what Mackenzie's talking about in her question, and it's what we call segmenting. Segmenting is not a schedule. You can segment time. You can segment yes. uh, your energy. You can segment your ideas. It's not just about time and creating a schedule. Yes. Like childhood is an entire segment of life. You did not schedule that segment, but it's a, it's a period of time. It's about thinking in terms of slicing things into digestible bits. That is segmenting. 
what you just said was I desire to be this thing and exist there right now. Okay, cool. But what if you don't feel that? What if you're actually not there? Because we manifest what we are. We manifest where we're vibrating. We don't manifest just what we desire. What Mackenzie's saying right now is, I want to be that, but here's where I am. And I've identified the gap. Great place to be. Now, how do we close the gap? Yes. We have to allow ourselves to, to identify I'm in a transitional space. The segment that I'm in is a transition. And you accept that and you know it's part of the journey. That's another thing that I would 100% recommend to every person to introduce some ease into yes. their experience right now. Just identify whether you're in a transitional segment because that will provide ease right now in this moment. But know that you're on the journey. Start speaking to that. Start being excited that you're getting there. I am so excited to be in this executive energy space. I'm so excited that my feet are on the ground. I'm so excited I'm closing the gaps. I'm grateful that I see what's going on and I have a wider understanding. And that's another thing you can manifest. If you don't have clarity right now, you can manifest things like clarity. I want to manifest clarity into my space because I'm a little unclear. So I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. I want to manifest a level of understanding that I may not have right now. We, we talk about, uh, you know, CEO or executive energy versus apprentice energy and apprentice energy being, you know, to the point of, of the question of clarity, CEO energy goes, I'm just making a choice. I am clear. And then allows that to manifest. The apprentice goes, um, well, I still have to practice learning how to be clear because I'm not quite there yet. And this is what I'm going to proclaim this. We're going to practice proclamation right now here on the podcast because I'm going to proclaim this for myself, for you, for everyone at our company. I'm going to proclaim this for every listener right now. You are the CEO of your own life, period. When you ask permission to live how you desire, you are in that apprentice energy. When you create from a place of power, you are the executive. Nobody else promotes you. You promote your own self with your investment. So what you are investing all energy currencies into, your money, your time, your focus, investing in your, your toolkit, your skill sets, anything that you are investing in is what's going to promote you. So be cognizant, be aware, manifest that awareness, what we just talked about. If you're unclear, manifest a level of awareness that you have not had on maybe some places where you can direct your focus to make that energy investment. This is a big part of embodying executive energies. You got to grow up, guys. <laughs> we all have to grow up. We have to leave behind the old self, the old version, the old program. There's two quotes that I think are beautiful in this space when talking about embodying executive energy and being a boss. One of them has to do with growing old and one is growing up. So growing old, this is a great quote from Maya Angelou. And she says, I'm convinced that most people do not grow up. We marry and dare to have children and call that growing up. I think what we do is mostly grow old. Mm -hmm. The difference between that and growing up, this is a quote from Edwin Lewis Cole. Maturity comes not with age, but with the acceptance of responsibility. You were only young once, but immaturity can last a lifetime. So we can be 70 years old and have never actually grown up. Growing up doesn't mean just doing what we're programmed to do, right? Well, I'm at this age, I'm supposed to do this. I'm at this age, I'm supposed to start having kids. I'm at this age, I'm supposed, you know, we go to church on Sunday, we go to our job, mm -hmm. we're saving for retirement. That's not growing up. That's following your programming and doing what you think you're supposed to do. You look at uh, what you have manifested and what you do plug in, how you do spend your energy currencies. You go, you know what? I'm plugging myself into this thing over here only because I haven't given myself permission to, to, to right. actually grow up and to, to 
um, see myself as a CEO. I'm plugged into this thing because I'm plugged into Apprentice Energy. You know, I, I had a, an employee that worked for me several years ago um, and super, super nice guy, but was somebody who was very much in Apprentice Energy, but also was coming from that space of angst. That's that's something that we see a lot yeah. in immature people, angst. Well, this guy was in his 40s. And he was still in that angsty young energy where it was that sob story of, you know, the victim story. Nobody sees my worth and people undervalue me and I'm not paid what I deserve. And I don't know why I keep losing my jobs. And it's just negative, 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 victim, victim. And I look at this person and say, I see the potential energy bottled up in there. I see the power that you can have, but you got to get rid of that story. It has nothing to do with the person themselves. It's the energy space that you're existing right? That's the bigger Always. picture. This is why structure is so important. You move certain things into your subconscious mind that you don't have to think about now, and it creates ease. It's not forceful action anymore. So when you start actually building a new structure, getting rid of the old beliefs is a lot easier because those, those things become routine for you. You don't even think about it. It's like brushing your teeth or wake. It's like breathing. It's more like breathing, right? So this becomes just like inhaling oxygen, it's an automatic thing that you just start doing and you don't have to think about these habits. And these habits are going to actually move you forward a lot faster because you're in the energy of success. Now, some of our success principles that have to do with this are show up, you got to show up for yourself. If you're not showing up, nobody else is going to be on time schedule, show up, be there, show up continuously in your life over and over and over. We tell everybody that comes to our coachings, just show up, just be there. Number one, redefine success. In order to be successful, you have to redefine what that even means for you. Because if you're not doing that, it's somebody else's version of success that you're reaching for. And that's exhausting. Take personal responsibility. Radical responsibility would change your life. We talked about that. I don't remember the last couple of episodes. Keep your commitments. Commit to self-improvement. Commit to the journey, the process of that. Embrace change. Become intentional. Make decisions. So important. Become expansive. Embrace abundance, wealth mindset, prosperity. These are just a few of the success principles that we practice in the Master Manifestor system and in our community because it's so important to lay this groundwork because when you start doing this and this becomes something that is so ingrained in you, these things are routine. Principle is so important. It is the infrastructure in which we build the new life that we're building. And if we don't set the proper infrastructure, the foundational work right here, this is what becomes our forceful action every day. Oh, I'm just, it's so hard for me to embrace the change. I'm fighting against it. It's, I just find it hard to keep my commitments and follow through on anything because this is not second nature anymore. So that foundational work, these success principles, living your life by principle rather than your emotions, your current feelings is so important. Principle over emotions every day. And if you're not a principled person, this is something to start implementing right now. What are your principles? Who are you? Who do you want to be? Very important stuff. Even in the midst of having not ever, you know, practiced any of these before, but you just decide I am the person that shows up. I am someone who keeps my commitments. And yes. I'm open and willing to embrace change because change always brings wonderful things. You know, it's your chosen way of of uh, approaching these ideas and looking at them. And again, it's coming from a place where you are choosing to guide your world and create your world internally instead of letting your external world inform you what you can and cannot do. Absolutely. If it's the mirror effect. The yep. world around you will start re reflecting 
what you are on the inside. Everything is everything at all times, period. So whatever you're seeing, if you say, wow, the world's a depressing place and children are dying and people are starving. Well, that's that's true. But it's also a lot of other things. It's beautiful and people are loving life and people are successful and people are finding opportunities and moving forward and enjoying every single day. There's that as well. So it really is about focus. Where are you placing your focus? Is it on the contrast, which is going to be a part of our polarity spectrum into infinity? Polarity has to exist. We're always going to have the negative pull. Or do you place your focus on this positive and move up and show everybody else that they have the option to do that too? Because they are just as much of a boss as you are, yes. but in their own life. Nobody's the boss of you and you are not the boss of anybody else. So what does that look like though? What does maturity actually look like growing up? What does radical responsibility look like? Well, here is a few of the symptoms, the positive symptomology of this maturity and this growing up. When you keep your long-term commitments, when you can bear an injustice without wanting to get even, when you become unshaken by flattery or criticism, you're not doing this for external validation, right? So if somebody's saying, you're the best I've ever seen. I love your work. This is amazing. You're the best person that's ever existed. Oh, thank you so much. It doesn't, has nothing to do with your ego. Ego's out of the equation. Your decisions are based on principle, not feelings, what we just talked about. Huge. That's a, an incredible, when you get to that space, that is an incredible space of allowing. You can forgive easily and move forward. Forgiving, we talk about in our system too, is literally, it's not telling everybody, ah, it's okay if you treat people bad or have bad behavior. What it's saying is I'm cutting the cord to my attachments to anything that's negative that will be a poison for me. So it's you taking control again. If you are being controlled by bitterness, anger, regret, that is something that needs to be forgiven, not just for other people, but forgive yourself, forgive the situations. It's, it's cutting the cords to the things that bind. You express gratitude instead of complain. If you complain all the time, that person I was said earlier in that example that worked for me, that was a symptom of the energy space that they were in not taking responsibility for their own life. Complain, complain, complain instead of show gratitude. I'm grateful for this experience because it showed me X, Y, and Z. I'm grateful that I lost my job because now I have the space to enter into something I really desire to do. There's always something to be grateful for. Seeking alignment before taking action, delegating tasks in your life to keep momentum moving forward instead of getting stuck in the same roundabouts over and over again, being able to foster your energy currencies without spending. That's not just money. It's not just spending money. Now, that is a huge uh, symptom of this sometimes is people not being able to be responsible with money when they have it. So they never have any money, but it's also any energy currency in your life. It's learning how to invest energy currencies, including money rather than spend or expend. Expending energy, spending money, right? Spending time. There's a difference between spending time on something and expending your energy doing that and investing time in building relationships. You know, being one, since we are all one with everything, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So how you spend money is indicative of how you spend all your energy. And, and money itself is just a manifestation of how you, of, of your energy and how you move your energy. And if you're hearing us list these, these, um, actions for taking responsibility and you're feeling, gosh, well, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not great with money or I'm not, I do complain a lot. This is not a time to chastise yourself. It's just a time to go, okay, well, I'm had a great revelation and now I can, I can take a step like Mackenzie's taking this step right. and asking the right questions for positive shifts or, or beginning to see yourself in a different light and, 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 and letting that energy move in new directions. 
And that's where I am's are very important. Start saying, I am on my journey to getting to this space. I'm excited that I have identified that I have a gap. I'm excited that I've identified I can be better with money. We've talked about tuning in the past, you know, tuning into different brainwave states, tuning into different frequencies, tuning into success. But what is the actual dial on your radio to tune? This is incredibly important, everybody. So please listen closely. Your executive functions and self-regulation are the dial. So we're going to talk about there are eight executive functioning skills that once you develop and you master, you can control your emotions, you can control the way you perceive things, you can control your vibrational energy space, and you can tune to the exact space you want to be. Your level of awareness will increase, your level of productivity will increase, your organization will increase, everything will start becoming easier and easier and easier and easier. So your eight executive functioning skills are flexible thinking, which is adjusting your behaviors and solutions to anything that's unexpected. So you have to learn how to be flexible in your thinking. Working memory, key information for immediate processing, moving things forward, get out of brain fog, Uh, self-monitoring. It's self-awareness, basically. You are present about your performance, your display, how you are coming across to others, cognizant of the actual energy space that you're in instead of what you desire to be in. That's what we call delusional, right? Oh, that person thinks they're here because they desire to be that, but they're actually in a different energy space because they don't want to face the reality of it. So self-monitoring is incredibly important. Planning and prioritizing, setting and meeting goals for yourself, sticking to your word. That's so important. Your word is your wand. Your reputation that you're building is all based on your principle. Are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Whether it's hard, whether it's easy, it doesn't matter. That's a perception. That's a a level of understanding in, in your experience, right? Yes. Task initiation, taking action on your pending tasks, those open tabs in your life. Just start moving. We said that earlier. Just get the energy moving in your life. If you can only take four steps and you have 600 pounds to lose, take those four steps every day and then take a fifth step the next day and a sixth step the next day. Uh, Pivoting off of what you said before uh, on the planning and prioritizing uh, function where you said your word is your wand, you know, realize that your actions indicate what you really mean to say. You know, absolutely. Um, words we can anybody can think a word and say it, even if it's you know and make it sound wonderful. But the your actions show your actions are energy, and they indicate what you know is pivotal in your life. And that's why you say your I am's and everything. You say what you are, and you affirm to yourself what you desire to be. And then you, what you're saying is your actions show you if you are actually vibrating in that yes. space or not. And then yes. if you see a gap. You continue to close it you, and you you go along that journey to say, oh, I see that there's a gap. Awesome. I love the fact that I identified that I am excited to work on closing this gap more. It doesn't mean you have to strive for perfection the moment you proclaim a new I am, but let that I am guide your actions. Allow it. Yes. Well, and that's part of our executive functions to continue and finish up the executive function. The next one is organization. You know, organization is so important. So looking at everything as sliceable into digestible pieces and where does this go? So that comes back to the law of compensation. What are we allowing space for? If we're too frenzied and it's too chaotic in our lives, we just did an episode last week about chaos, right? So this was this is showing you how to move out of that chaotic energy and into the executive energy. But that is the chaotic energy is disorganization, not being organized, not slicing up your time, allowing too much space for too many people, too many things and feeling overwhelmed. It is 
It is being more cognizant and aware of what you're manifesting, setting firm boundaries and only allowing into your space, into that ecosystem, what will foster the growth. So the last two of these executive functions are impulse control, which is thinking before you act or react, and then emotional control, regulating feelings, sentiments, intensity, and response. So those are all of your executive functions. I'm going to repeat them really quickly. Flexible thinking, working memory, self-monitoring, planning and prioritizing, task initiation, organization, impulse control, and emotional control. Now, why are these so important? These are so important because, think about it, if you're trying to vibrate into a certain space, but you are reactive in your own life and you can't control your own emotions, how easy is it for one tiny thing to go wrong at work? And somebody says one thing and it triggers you and all of a sudden your whole day is ruined. When we're that emotionally fragile and we cannot control what space we're vibrating in, it's so easy for us to get thrown off in our entire day to be ruined. And we go back to that old programming over and over again and we get caught in that loop. We can't break the loop. When we have control over our emotions, when we can initiate tasks, get the energy moving, whether we have the solution or not in the moment... We can monitor ourselves and be aware of where we are in each moment. We can think flexibly and no matter what's thrown at us, we can adjust our behaviors, our expectations, find solutions. Everything starts becoming incredibly easy in life because we are, as Bruce Lee says, we become like water and we can move around anything. Nothing becomes an obstacle at that point. What we're used to doing in our world is to have what we call band-aid solutions. It's what we call um, a vice, right? Or what we call uh, anxiety satiation or a coping mechanism. We hear that a lot with mental health talk, you know? How are you coping with that? How are you coping with your grief? Well, we don't want to just cope. We want to thrive. That's what our mission is, is to allow people to thrive in the world. So that is established by the development and the investment in your habits, your routines, the long-term. It's not about short-term, it's about long-term investments. It feels probably better to emotionally release in the moment and just be mad at somebody or just be angry about something. But if you will stop that immediate band-aid solution of just going to that space and having your emotional reaction and work on impulse control and emotional control, knowing that you're investing in this long-term executive function development, that is where you're really going to thrive in life. You know, shifting the concept that you hold about yourself, you know, are you the apprentice or are you the CEO? And you, you, you may be in the apprentice energy now and you're saying, you know what? No, I am the CEO of my life and that's the energy I'm going to embody. And I'm going to start working on those eight dials. I'm going to start checking in with them and, 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 and taking steps each day. That is a journey. You're going to naturally want to put in the steps each day and you're going to be okay allowing, you know, the progress that happens. It's not an overnight thing. Is the didactic thinking is, oh, no, look at all the stuff now I have to learn and do. And oh, it's so much pressure. The Socratic thought is, oh, let me dive under the surface and explore because I'm on an adventure. Yes, I will always be on adventure. My entire life and existence and being and cognition is just at one big adventure. And I'm excited to slice this up into digestible pieces. So I have something exciting to explore every day and I can continue growing. And I love how cool this adventure is, right? Yes. When we if, think about it this way, if you play a video game, people love playing video games and watching movies. Every single story that we watch, we talked about stories last week. Every single story that we watch, whether it's in a game or whether it's in a movie or reading a book, is an adventure. You're, we're just lo looking at somebody else's adventure. Well, why not start paying attention to your own adventure? Be the hero of your own story. 
This is fun, you guys. This is a fun adventure, and you can grow every single day. So root for yourself in your own story and start seeing your, your tiny victories. Remember, slice and dice it up into digestible pieces. Segment your time, your energy, each and every task that comes your way, each and every opportunity. Everything can be segmented in your entire life. I call them buckets in my own life. You know, oh, that goes in that bucket. This goes in that bucket. Whether it's a time bucket, whether it's an idea space, doesn't matter but slice and dice it to where it's digestible and it becomes fun. And I will also just want to leave everybody with this this week. I want to reaffirm to every one of the listeners that, you know, anything can be a Band-Aid solution. Anything can. Even stuff that we may not think is a Band-Aid solution. It's almost like a hit of a drug, you know? Something that's a short-term temporary solution that makes us feel good in the moment, but doesn't necessarily nurture that long-term development. It's not just sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> that's that momentary hit of excitement. It can be politics, going to something that gives us a charge, right? Because we are experiencing a heightened emotion in the moment. Oh, I, I'm actively against Provides that, or purpose. I don't like that, or I love what that guy said, right? Finds momentary purpose in that moment because five years from now, that, that what that guy said might not even matter. Food, that's a huge one for people. We, we eat food to live. Food can also be something that we use to temporarily satiate ourselves as well and make us feel better. Right. So we can use anything, anything that can be a positive. We can also use as a Band-Aid. Religion, spirituality can also be a Band-Aid. Uh, just going online and looking at a bunch of positive quotes all the time, but taking no additional steps can actually be a Band-Aid for us. It can be holding us back because we're trying to satiate temporary anxiety in our every moment. But we keep going back for a hit. If I'm not looking at these quotes, if I'm not always making myself feel better in the moment, I have anxiety. So I need a temporary <sighs> right? To release that pressure. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just being cognizant of, you know what? I'm still in the energy space of always trying to find another hit. This can be a band-aid for you if you allow it, or it can be a part of your entire ecosystem of change of what you're manifesting in your life. You're going to have to invest your time, your, your focus, your money, yourself, invest yourself in the process of growth and create a brand new life, a brand new ecosystem. And it's something you will continue to practice ongoing forever. Once you realize that it's a lifestyle change, just like a diet. If you start a diet and think, oh, I'll just eat a, a thousand calories a day for two months and then I'll be well, skinny don't forever. Let that, I would encourage everybody listening not to let the idea that great change and great things take time to be intimidating. Because I know I used to do that. I used to think when I was kind of more in that Band-Aid space, I would think, you know, here I am looking at the world around me and there's a lot of things that I want to change. And I'm thinking, oh, this has to take a while. Well, that's a very absolute right. way of thinking. It's a very like, well, I can't be... A, it's deciding that, well, I can't accept myself until that change happens, or I can't love myself or be happy, et cetera, et cetera. Or um, I can't find my daily wins. I, you know, I can't redefine right. success if I'm stuck in that absolute space. And so realize that while these, you know, the journey from where your everyone is at and how to where they're ultimately get deciding to get, it will be a journey. And it will be a journey that doesn't actually ever end. Because when you do reach the destination that you've decided to reach, you're going to have a new one in mind. Uh, right. And- but when we're living day to day, uh, like I said, as the CEO, uh, aware of these these eight functions in a way, and, and feeling strong in them and, and getting stronger in them, we are basically taking the power, all the power in our lives. And the journey is just one of joy and allowing and unfolding and excitement. And it's going to have things that are going to come up that you're not even going to ever anticipate, but you're going to be so glad they did.
phenomenal the way you put that. And I'm going to end this episode with this example of what you just said. There's a great quote from a really terrible but amazingly awful movie <laughs> from the early 2000s called Rat Race. Okay, oh, Rowan Atkinson, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I, I, it's a great movie. I, I it's a. It. I loved it. There's this moment where Brecken Meyer's character says, "Good things take time. Great things happen all at once." And the example of that in my own life is, you know, Oprah says it all the time. There's no such thing as luck. It's preparation meeting the moment of opportunity. And for me, everything that I had looked at in my life that was uh, a big moment, I'm going to make projects. People are going to be interested in what I do. I'm going to go on morning shows. And the first time I ever did that, first time I was ever invited on a morning show and I was promoting a project. We were already planning on doing bigger promotions and moving forward. We were talking to Netflix to build a series. There were so many things happening that that moment that used to be so important to me that I was dreaming about that was such a big thing, it flew by. We showed up at the studio. We did it. We had five other things to do that day. I didn't even really, I wasn't even able to take it in. It was going so fast, right? Great things happen all at once. They were great. And looking back on it, I was like, wow, I had totally manifested something in my life that I before thought was, man, when I get to that place in my career, I will have made it. But I had stepped into that space where that was a natural next step. And it wasn't so intimidating or big or powerful. It was just something that we were doing. So if you allow yourself to not build these gigantic milestones that you're like, once I do that, my life will be amazing. No, 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 no. Once you do that and you're there, that's not going to seem so amazing. And that's why it's happening. What in philosophical and religious or spiritual terms called that's idolizing. That's placing something higher above and outside of yourself and and putting worship on it. And, and it, it, the very basis of idolizing something is that you're distant from it or disconnected. You're not it. It's better than you. It's greater than you. And uh, I, I love that story. I love what you said. You're, it's so true because by the time, you know, we talk about this concept in the system of uh, being in of course energy and those, those, by the time those great things pass, they are, they do, they do just come and they just whiz yes. by you and you go, that was a great thing. And of course it happened. That's beautiful. And it's so true. And so I'm going to encourage all of our listeners to practice these executive function and self-regulation skills as an investment, an investment in you and the future, you that you're investing in, that you're growing into, the future, the ideal reality that you're building. Invest in this, guys. It's so important. It's so beautiful. And start making a distinction between your Band-Aid solutions and the investments and your habits and your routines and your principle, because that is going to be a huge change in your life and a huge step in your journey to become a boss and live in this executive energy space. Beautiful episode. Thank you, Charlie, as always. Is there Thank anything you. you wanted to say before we headed out? No, everyone, that, that is great for today. Just remember, like, subscribe, and share. And as we always say, if you find value in this, share that value. When you share value, Absolutely. the value in your own life multiplies. So thank you for listening. Thanks, Charlie. And you guys, we're going to have some additional articles on these topics because we had to blast through this pretty quickly on the blog. So check us out at manifestorsguide.com and go to the blog section. We'll have some awesome stuff there. And also check us out with the system as well. If you want to come in and ask questions, be a part of the community and get those results at lightning speed, we'd love to have you and work with you one-on-one. Next week, we're talking about the meaning of prosperity and how that differs from just wealth. That is such a huge distinction. And once you start tapping into prosperity, not just money, 
you, your whole life starts to change. It's a it's a very big paradigm shift. And so we're going to be talking about that next week, the real meaning of prosperity and abundance in life and all three pillars of a happy life, love and health, wealth and prosperity, balance and happiness. It's going to be a great episode. And we will see you guys next week. Have a phenomenal, phenomenal week. Be well, everyone. Bye.